This is Education First's Language Teaching Podcast, episode number four. I am Benjamin Delahaye, your host. I oversee academics at EF International Language Campuses. In EF's Language Teaching Podcast, you get to hear people in the language teaching field talk about their careers and give tips and advice for the classroom. In this episode, I am very excited to talk to Kristen Riley, School Director of Santa Barbara. Kristen has had an interesting career before EF and at EF, and she is full of tips for teachers and for managers in education. Very exciting to talk to her. If you would like to become a teacher for EF Education First, visit our website ef.com slash careers. Again, that is ef.com slash careers. And now with our fourth episode. All right, so we are sitting in the beautiful, sunny and beachy town of Santa Barbara. At the EF School of uh, Santa Barbara, I'm sitting in Kristen Riley's office. She's the school director of Santa Barbara. And the reason why she's on this academic podcast is that Kristen used to be an academic director for Santa Barbara, but also for EF San Diego. Yes, correct. Hi, Kristen. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How I'm are you? I'm great. I'm excited to have, be here with I'm you today in I'm Santa Barbara. I'm super excited, too. Uh, EF Santa Barbara, as you know, is one of my favorite schools. Always, always have a pleasure coming down here. It is one of my favorite schools, too. I've been to um, pretty much all the schools in North America, and Santa Barbara has a very special place in my heart, not only because of the city, but because of the people that um, work inside these walls. They make it a real special place. Excellent. So, Kristen, why don't you tell us uh, about how you started at EF? Um, Okay. What you were doing just before. Yeah. Um, so interestingly enough, um, my major in university was uh, business management. So I definitely didn't necessarily think I was going to be going into the world of um, language travel. Um, but when I started working in the business world, I wasn't necessarily happy with what I was doing. And my husband kept saying, well, you know what? at the time he was my boyfriend well what do you want to do like what have you always wanted to do and I said you know I've always really wanted to teach and so he said well why don't you go back to school and and pursue that and I was like okay you know if I'm gonna do it let's do it now yeah so I went back to school I got my teaching credentials to teach high school English um I started teaching at a private school in Chicago okay um at that private school I was then promoted to curriculum director um, and that is when EF and I crossed paths. Uh, so one of the uh, directors at the school I was working at started working for EF in San Diego. Okay. And she had an academic director position come available. I was living in the Chicago at the time, and she said, hey, do you think you'd be interested in coming to work for me in San Diego? And I was like, well, California, like, let's give it a try. So um, I interviewed for the academic director position in San Diego, and and I started within two months after the interview as the academic director at our San Diego school. Uh, I spent a little over three years as academic director in San Diego before I moved to Santa Barbara mm -hmm. and became the academic director here. Okay. And then um, was promoted to school director about a year after that. And this is now my fourth summer as school director in Santa Barbara. Great, great yeah. summary of your love story of EF. It, it was, it is a love story of EF. Uh, EF has given me a lot of amazing opportunities, uh, not only to see this world, um, but to grow into the person that I've become today. I don't think I would be who I am today with, without EF. It's kind of like the backbone of, of my life right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this, and I think a lot of our colleagues feel yeah, like this as absolutely, well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
Great. So let's talk a little bit about your experience as an academic director. Sure. Uh, both in San Diego and here. Yep. And academic directors, one of their uh, duties is to recruit good teachers. Absolutely. So when, when you go and set out to recruit teachers, what qualities uh, do you look for in interviews, in applications? You know, what, what, so we can give tips to, yeah. to well, listeners. I think, you know, for us, you know, I view our teachers, they're the glue that hold the school together. Yeah. Um, without our teachers, you know, what are we? Yeah. Um, and so our teachers also spend the most time with our students in the classroom, so they have the most impact on the experience that our students have and and they are the front line of making sure that our students have the best experience so yeah. when I'm recruiting or hiring teachers what I'm really looking for is I want somebody that is going to have the knowledge um, to you know be teaching the content that needs to be taught in the classroom but on top of that the personality yeah. um, to want to be in the classroom and to experience the world in a different way and to welcome the world to them every day yeah. I want somebody that's going to be positive upbeat fun um, I think teaching here is a, it's a lot of responsibility yeah. and it's a lot of work, but it is a lot of fun. And I want somebody that can come to work every day and laugh, work with others, um, and really be a positive influence on the students that come through our through our school. Great. Yeah. And and how do you how do you test this willingness to be in the classroom? Well, I think there's different ways. I think for me, um, you know, I've been doing interviewing for a long time now. Um, and I think that personality is a huge component to what happens in the classroom and kind of the um, natural ability to deal with different situations. So when I interview somebody, um, the interview will start kind of a, at first getting to know somebody and then it will turn into kind of scenarios. Yeah. Um, and then we will also ask a lot of times for a sample lesson. Okay. So we'll actually have teachers put together a lesson plan, um, work with other teachers to kind of come up with a lesson and then see how they, they do teaching in a classroom Um, I think that it's really important to kind of see the dynamic of how a teacher can come into a classroom and manage that room Um, a teacher is you know they are they make the difference of what happens in that class and so you want your students to have a connection with your teacher but you also want your teachers to have that authority in the classroom to get what needs to be done accomplished excellent I, I just want to take a pause for, uh, and, and uh, inform our listeners that there's background noise uh, oh. and we are in one of the busiest week. Of, yes. of, uh, we're in the middle of peak season. Can you hear the music? We hear the music. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can barely hear it. And, and we, um, we've been basically trying to do this podcast for six hours. Yeah, yes, we have. <laughs> but this is uh, anybody working in language schools know that uh, summer is peak season mm-hmm. and it's just been one student after another yeah and, and so a lot of fun things going on though yeah, i mean absolutely. we have visitors our ambassador tour from spain our yeah. gap year tours here and then we had a barbecue going on so it's been a busy day but a fun day very fun day yeah uh so back to uh teacher recruitment yes. and teacher management um when when you do observations, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you st- if you still have the time to I do. do. I mean, do. not as much as I used to, but yeah. I still do some observations or just pop ins. This Usually, is music to my ears. Yeah, I mean, I love. I mean, just yesterday I was in a classroom um, yeah. for about twenty five minutes. It was just a quick pop in because they were. I was walking by the hallway and I saw this great debate going on. But and they had you know half the classroom was journalists and half the classroom yeah. was politicians and they were doing this really animated debate. So I stopped in and and kind of was part of the class for about twenty. 
minute by minutes because I really like to have a presence in the classroom. Um, I think it's a really important thing, and and my my history and my heart, yeah. you know, is academics. So um, that's the good stuff is when I can get into classrooms. Great. And what what do you observe? Uh, when you go into the classroom? What do, what do you pay attention to? Well, I think, one, I, I pay a lot of attention to what's going on on the board. Yeah. Um, I like to see board work. I like to see objectives written on the board. You know, for a teacher, I think it's really important when students come into class to understand where this class is going to take them today. Yeah. Um, they've come into this class not knowing something. What are they going to now leave knowing? Um, clear objectives are very important. So I like to see that I, I can understand the objectives of the class because if, if I can't understand the objectives of the class, then, you know, certainly Absolutely. the students can't yeah. understand the objectives of the class. So I think that's something very important to look for in observation. Mm-hmm. Um, I also look for a lot of communication between students, a lot of student talk time. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see a lot of teacher talk time. Yeah. Um, we really want our teachers to be more facilitators in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should not be them speaking to students uh, for an entire class period. So we want to see a lot of communicative work between students, um, a lot of group work, a lot of pair work. Um, a lot of interaction and um, task-based learning. I think that's something really important that we bring into our classrooms. Uh, when students come to study at EF, we want to give them a whole cultural experience. Yeah. Um, so when they're in the classrooms, we want to be able to give them fundamental tools to take out and use um, right away in this cultural experience that they're having. So I think task-based learning is something that I'm looking for in a classroom. I want to see what information are these students getting today that they're going to go take and use when they walk down the street to catch the bus or when they go out to dinner with their friends or when they're going to you know Las Vegas for the weekend yeah. um, because that are the things that get the students most excited yeah and that is what's going to keep their attention span and that's what's going to keep them focused and excited and ready to learn yeah uh, so speaking about task-based learning yeah um, wh- what advice would you give to a teacher to be able to do this well yeah well I think you know task-based learning Um, my advice to a teacher is to put yourself in the situation of the student. Um, and the great thing is a lot of our students and a lot of our staff have studied abroad. Um, and that's what has brought them to EF yep. uh, for their career choices. So think about when you were in another country, when you didn't know the language, what fundamental skills did you need to go out and make things happen based on the different English levels that we have here? Yep. Um, and I think that's a, a key tool that teachers can always use and staff members can always use, um, whether you're in the classroom dealing with task-based learning or whether you're a staff member just assisting a student through something. Um, put yourself in that situation and what are the key things that they need for you know what is happening around them or based on what the unit topic is. So you know if the unit topic is going to the doctor you know, what are we going to give students worksheets and fill out questions that they would ask at the doctor? Absolutely not. Right. Um, how can we take that and make it practical information? So maybe we pair students up and one student is the, the doctor and yeah. one student is the patient and we role play. Yeah. You can bring humor into it a little bit, yeah. get the students laughing, get the students interacting. So that way, the next day when somebody needs to go to urgent care because yeah. they sprain their ankle, guess what? In that classroom the day before, they, they got the confidence to be able to go to the doctor yeah. and and um, have a conversation and not be nervous or worried because essentially that's what we're doing is we're building the confidence of their language. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, okay, and uh, so you've talked about some teaching basics, um, mm-hmm. having the objectives on the board, um, using task-based learning, mm-hmm. uh, being prepared, a uh, little teacher talk time. Mm-hmm. If what, what advice would you give to... You know, if somebody is out of their 
just out of their teaching qualification, like CELTA qualification, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and they come to you and it's their first, you know, they, they get their first hours of teaching with you. Mm-hmm. What would you say to to a teacher to focus on in their on in their first week? You know, the number one thing that I try to stress to teachers, especially newer teachers, is don't worry so much. Like, yeah. it's going to be okay. Um, I think a lot of teachers get into a classroom and it's, it can be a little bit overwhelming Absolutely. or very nerve-wracking. Yeah. You know, you're standing in front of 16, 17 students, all from different cultures, all from different backgrounds. Yeah. Um, and so what I try to really instill in our teachers is, like, have fun in the classroom. Read your students. Like, remember... Remember that you are qualified to be in here. You have the skills that it takes. Um, and if today is a bad day, that's okay. Learn from that mistake. Yeah. Tomorrow will come. And and the more you do it, the easier it gets. Um, I remember when I first started teaching, to be honest with you, I remember it was Thanksgiving week. Yeah. So it was a short week. It was three days. And yeah. then I had off for Thursday and Friday for Thanksgiving in America. And I remember leaving that Wednesday and thinking, I don't know if this was a good idea. <laughs> um, it was tough, you know. You yeah. don't you don't really understand it until you're in that until classroom. You do it. Yeah. And then about my third weekend, I started to realize, you know what? Like I I am I control this environment. I am essentially the weatherman of this classroom. If I want it to be sunny, I can make it sunny. If I yeah. want it to be rainy, I can make it rainy. Um, and once you kind of get that confidence and you start to understand that, everything builds upon that. Yeah. Um, and it gets easier and easier and more fun um, because being in a classroom and teaching, I mean, it is really a lot of fun. And, um, and it is just something that when you're passionate about it, there's nothing better. Yeah. And you find ways to make it and fun. And you find ways to make it fun. And you work with your students and you have to, you know, you also have to be flexible. And understand that every class is going to be different. Every student's going to be different. So yeah. maybe what I did last, you know, quarter is not going to work this quarter yeah. um, because it's a different group of students. And really understanding your students and their skills um, and their strengths and their weaknesses and yeah. tailoring what you're doing and not getting discouraged if what you've planned does not work because yeah. it's not that it's not you you know sometimes on a monday morning you go into a class and you've planned this great activity to start the lesson on a monday morning and you try to do it and and you're it's not dead. getting yeah, yeah and it's dead don't give up maybe try it again on a tuesday afternoon maybe it wasn't the right activity for a monday morning but it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong but as a teacher you have to be flexible and you have to adapt yourself to what's happening in the classroom but just don't get discouraged because you get there it just takes time and you learn every day is something new yeah one of the reasons why I love to come to Santa Barbara, it's not just the weather and, <laughs> and the beach and, no. the, beach and the palm trees. <laughs> yeah. It's it's also because I, I think you have created a fantastic uh, community spirit here at your school. Thank you. Uh, bringing the teachers into that, that community mm-hmm. spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that is for me like a, a great success, a great example of, of leadership in a school. Well, thank you very much. That's you're, quite a compliment. You're very thank welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm blushing. <laughs> yeah, she is. You can't see it. You can't it, see but it, but it's happening. <laughs> And how how do you achieve that as a school director? How do you build this community? How did how do you make sure your teachers have fun? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think the most important thing is to remember that we are all one team. 
Um, so while the teachers are in their classrooms and a lot of times the administrative staff is in their offices, we have to all come together to be successful. Um, so how we do that is we, you know, communication is really important. Um, so making sure that the teachers are involved in what's going on in the school. They understand what's happening in the school because it's very easy to kind of go from office to office and communicate with the offices because that's where we're at. And, you know, teachers are in the classrooms and they have all different schedules. Um, so making sure that, you know, information gets disseminated to the teaching team, yeah. making sure that we're having meetings as a whole team. Um, so we're all being brought together. We're all doing things together. And I also think collaboration. So, you know, we have teacher meetings and we all go into the teacher meetings and I go to the teacher meetings and we talk about what's working, what's not working, things we can do better. Yeah. Um, you know, everything from intakes to airport transfers. I mean, teachers yeah. are involved with helping make these decisions okay. because yeah. um, they, you know, more brains is better than, you know, one brain. Yeah. Um, and we're always kind of growing and developing. And so I think everybody has a feeling of investment in yeah. what's happening in the school because everybody's involved in what's going on. Yeah. Even in non-academic decisions. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Because everybody has different ideas that they bring to the table and that's something that we really stress when we hire new teachers or we hire a new team um, and especially when you get into summer and we're hiring you know 40 new staff members for the summer yeah and we do a big kickoff to summer training and in that training I always say that like you know if you have an idea or something's not working no matter what it is like let's talk about it because yeah. that's what we do best is if it doesn't work let's try it a different way and even if it does work how can we make it better yeah. um, and every member of this team is involved in that um, additionally we, we do we plan a lot of fun events as a school um, so we have our we have a big training and a kickoff to summer but then afterwards we have like a big barbecue and a party and everybody gets to hang out and know each other and, and not just the teachers but it's the teachers it's the activity action leaders it's the academic yeah. department it's the housing department everybody comes into one um you know we do that at the end of the summer we do that during the holidays we have a lot of after hour events um another thing that i think is really important is teachers get involved in other departments yeah So let's say, um, for example, here in Santa Barbara, our activities coordinator was out for six weeks because she tore her ACL and had to have surgery. Okay. So instead of trying to like recruit people to come in and help with activities, we asked our teachers, like, is anybody interested? And so we had three different teachers that were rotating and helping Great. with activities. So everybody is invested in what's happening and wants to be a part of what we do. But again, I think that is, you know, you really have to... You know, for me, myself, I believe in what we do. And I want to share that with everybody that works here. Yeah. Um, and I have high expectations for myself and I have high expectations for my team. And we all come together to make what we do possible. And yeah. I think that's the key. Great. And a lot of fun. A <laughs> lot of laughs. <laughs> I was actually... I was going to ask you if a teacher has, uh, you know, if as a job offer from you, but also from other schools, uh -huh. what would you tell them to uh, to choose EF? But I feel like you've answered yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think too, though, for a teacher that's thinking about, you know, two different schools, um, working at EF, uh, especially at EF Santa Barbara, you walk into that teacher room and the collaboration that you find from other teachers 
is very, very rare. Um, you know, I worked for a different company before this and you didn't have that type of camaraderie. It was a yeah. lot more like secretive, like this was my lesson, I don't want to share it. Right. Here in Santa Barbara, you walk into that teacher room, if you're struggling with a lesson, you will have six people there to help you, support you, build you up, tell yeah. you what worked, tell you what didn't work. You can walk into any of the administrative offices, my office, the academic office, the housing office, and anybody is willing to help you at any time. Yeah. Um, even if it's coming into the classroom to assist you. Uh, so I think like the, the camaraderie and the teamwork um, is really second to none. I also think the professional developments that you get here at EF as a teacher. Yeah. Um, I'm very confident that the professional developments that you get here um, are something that you can't get at, at other schools. Um, so the growing um, that takes place as an educator yeah. is, is quite an amazing thing. Yeah. Um, and then the career opportunities. I mean, there's so much growth in EF and yeah. so much potential to do more, do different things or go abroad or move to different places in the country. Um, I think that's very appealing to a lot of people. Yeah. What would you say? So um, what would you what would you what advice would you give to a teacher who's who's thinking, OK, I want to grow. Mm -hmm. I want to go beyond teaching mm -hmm. and, you know, go to admin, like, mm -hmm. you know, follow mm -hmm. your footsteps. Yeah, exactly. What what? What advice would you give them to uh, be successful in that venue? Yeah, so I think that my, my number one thing is to say get involved. You know, so make yourself known. Make yourself a presence in the school. Yeah. Um, get involved in what's happening in the academic office. Get involved in what's happening at the school. Even if it's just stopping by, hanging out, asking questions, seeing how you can help. Um, and then when positions do become available, apply for those positions. Um, you know, even we have so many different avenues you can take from being a Cambridge coordinator yeah. to a lead teacher to an academic coordinator to an academic manager. So there's so many avenues that you can take to grow your career. Yeah. Um, and for me, when we have teachers that do take that next step, like they have made their presence known in the school and they have said, okay, I, I, you know, they're great teachers in the classroom. They're great leaders for the other teachers. Yeah. Um, And I think that's the number one way. It's just is, is make your presence known. Yeah, and you said um, where where do you um, where do you post your job offers? Mm -hmm. well, apart, apart from EF careers. Yeah, website. well, EF careers job vite, um, yeah. and then. In Internally, So, internally. like, if we have a position that opens um, in Santa Barbara, we always go internally before we go externally within yeah. the school. Um, so that's the first step. And then we'll go within the EF community, and then we'll go you know, okay. to the remainder yeah. of the community. But, you know, the great thing for us here in Santa Barbara is we have such a strong team and so many people that are so passionate about what they do. Yeah. That there, when we do have positions open, there is a lot of growth that happens internally. Yeah. yeah. And and for an entry level teaching job, like mm -hmm. so, say, I mean, how can you not be excited to work mm -hmm. at the Santa Barbara? Yeah, I hope interview? so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> where do you, uh, where do you find online if you're hiring teachers? Well, Jobvite is a is yeah, a good place, but yeah. Craigslist. We do use Craigslist, Craigslist in Santa Barbara because um, you know every city and every school is different. But for us in Santa Barbara, Craigslist does give us a lot of okay. a lot of great candidates. Yeah. Um, and Jobvite. So those are the two number one sources. Okay. And you can always give a call or send a resume. We're always looking for great teachers. Yeah. Always. Thank you very much, Kristen. Well, you're very lovely welcome. Lovely talking to you. It was lovely being here. Thank you so much. 
This was Education First Language Teaching Podcast, episode number four. If you would like to become a teacher for Education First, visit the website ef.com slash careers. Again, that is ef.com slash careers. Theme music credit, Out of School by Jazzar. I am Benjamin Delahaye, your host. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for more episodes. Thank you.